Hello and welcome to ESP TipCast 126, making your intervals work for you. Hey folks, it is now uh, June and by the time this TipCast drops, I'll already be in Waco, Texas, getting ready for the USAT Off-Road Nationals, sometimes called Xterra, although that's a brand. But I'm sure it's about 8 million degrees outside right now, and I'm going to be looking at the course this week and doing some tip casts and some blog posts, going to be featuring some new products from Rudy Project, going to be checking out their new Proterra mountain bike helmet, which is very timely. So we'll be talking about that in my race prep, going to talk about tapering, all of that good stuff. Uh, for the rest of the week, but as we really hit the, the the main part of the competitive season, whether or not you're running or triathlon or cycling, intervals are really kind of the, the backbone of a successful training program, and I've spent a lot of time talking about the value of interval training and, and different types of training uh, using intervals, but the current consensus on interval training is relatively formulaic, okay? There are certain rules that that we certainly should follow, and and I'm going to talk about some of those on this TipCast, but that doesn't mean that an interval session has to be boring. Really, what you do is you need to understand how to target specific training outcomes so that you can deliver both performance gains and keep your interests. So on this tipcast, I'm going to highlight how to maximize your VO2 max and training using short intervals. And those are generally going to be less than two minutes, but really more typically you're going to use kind of that 30 second interval or that 60 second interval. And if we think of Tabata training, even that's a 20 second interval, uh, but usually 30 to 60 seconds is a good range to work from. Uh, and you want to make sure that you use a appropriate recovery time. Now, you'll also want to check out my companion article that's going to drop later this week. Going to work on it over the weekend and uh, while I'm in Waco. And so it's going to kind of flesh out a little bit of this stuff a a little more. Uh, But when it comes to improving your VO2 max and your performance, it's really about getting the stress on the system correct and really highlighting the correct system, which I'll mention in a second. And that means using the right amount of recovery between intervals. If you're going to do a short interval, these can be very effective at improving VO2 max and endurance training and even explosive training, but that recovery period's got to be correct. And I know that a lot of people have heard about how, how heart rate is not very effective for interval training because there's this lag in heart rate. But if you've ever done interval training where you've used a short recovery period, you'll notice that the recovery of the heart rate doesn't really come back down and it, it kind of goes a little bit higher with every interval. The cool thing about heart rate is that it mirrors oxygen use. Therefore, in order to get those short intervals to work for you, that heart rate is helpful because you are going to use a shorter recovery. And as that recovery gets shorter, it gets harder for you to recover and your oxygen use stays higher. 
and you'll need to use a lot of intervals to, again, keep that, that VO2 relatively high. So what does that look like? Okay, well, first let's take a step back. Let's do a little refresher in knowing that when we're talking about the body, we have three main energy systems, okay? You've got your kind of your immediate or your creatine phosphate, okay? That's going to last about 20 seconds. Then you've got that glycolytic system that produces a lot of lactate. That's, that's going to be that, that, that second system. And then finally, the aerobic system. All right. In the bulk of any activity lasting probably two minutes or more is going to be aerobic. So if you go out and you run all out for two or three minutes, most of the energy that you produce, the ATP, is going to be driven by the aerobic system. Now, if you do just a couple 30-second intervals, that's not largely going to be aerobic. But if you do lots of those intervals, and in particular, you don't allow yourself to recover uh, fully, then you are going to use more of the aerobic system, which is great. So the next thing you need to remember is that lactate is your friend, usually, but so is explosive power. So the nice thing about short intervals is that you do tend to produce a lot of lactate. And again, I'm not going to go into lots of the science. I've covered this in previous podcasts, but lactate does help to drive adaptations to endurance exercise. Now, the nice thing about those shorter intervals is that even though you're not fully recovered, you're still able to use a a higher output or a higher power output, be more explosive. And you can kind of work on that, that end of the spectrum, which is good. All right. So what is that training look like? Well, in general, if you're going to use a short interval, and I'm going to say 60 seconds, because that seems to be a good range, you need to use a short recovery. So anytime you're using short intervals, the recovery period, meaning kind of you stop and you spin, has to be no longer than the actual uh, length of the interval. And I actually like to shorten that even more, uh, you know, cut that in half, say, um, particularly if I'm doing pool training where I might do an interval and I might actually rest or sit by the edge of the pool and I'll do maybe 30 seconds on and 15 seconds off, something like that. Um, but you want that shorter recovery. Now, if you're a novice and, and you haven't done a lot of interval training, you you might actually you need to use that 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 kind of that longer interval where where you're closer to the work rate. Bottom line though is that that shorter recovery really uh, you, you know limits your body's ability to kind of come down and recover, and your VO two your oxygen use isn't going to come down. So that every subsequent interval is going to push that oxygen use up a little bit higher to the point where you're going to get into that VO two max range. Now you might do ten intervals and you only hit kind of that, that VO2 max range at the, the third interval, uh, but that's fine. You'll do 10 intervals, you'll take another rest period, maybe five minutes in between, and then you'll do a second set of 10, all right? And so you might actually get to that VO2 max range with four or five intervals remaining, and then that's the end of your session. It's really about accumulating a total amount of time at VO2 max. And in general, for endurance athletes, for a session, you want to try to hit closer to maybe eight to 10 minutes. Bottom line, short intervals, short rest period really put a stress on the, the, the aerobic system and really help drive that. But also those short intervals help to put a lot more stress on kind of the glycolytic system. And you even get that, that, that immediate burst from ATP creatine phosphate. 
at the front end of it. Last point, intervals are very hard, uh, but you can kind of mix and match these. And and, uh, I'm going to be doing an upcoming tip cast as well on swim training. And one of the things I like to do is I like to combo longer intervals with shorter intervals. So I might actually do uh, five or six or maybe eight minute long interval where my VO2 gets high, maybe not quite in the VO2 max range for those those eight minutes or maybe in the VO2 max range towards the end. But I do a couple of those and then I take a, a, a recovery period and then I do my short intervals. So again, I'm maximizing the time that I spend at VO2 max, which is the primary objective of my training out that day, but I'm also getting in maybe some, uh, you know, some recovery from repeated sprints. So you can kind of mix and match those in your interval session to change things up. Well, folks, that's it for TipCast 126. Want to remind you that I'm going to be in Waco all this week. You can email me at esppodcast at gmail.com. It's esppodcast at gmail.com. If by the chance you are a listener and you're racing, Drop me a line. We'll get together. We'll pre-ride or maybe just grab some dinner. Also, folks, you want to head on over to www.espanswers.com. That's www.espanswers.com. You can hit the donate button and donate $5, $10, I uh, really appreciate that to develop the podcast. But you also want to check out my daily blog updates during the race week. Going to be covering uh, some new Rudy Project products including the new proterra mountain bike helmet but also going to be featuring some race photos uh some kind of some course photos and also feature some of the updates of my race prep that's it remember folks if you're not thinking ahead you're falling behind later